What the hell's the name of this thing? The Ballsy Podcast. Hosted by the award-winning Evan Grant. Before I come across the table and rip Barry's throat out. Kevin Sherrington. I'm going to say to you what you said to me a while ago. Shut up. Barry Horn. I'm going to bring milk and cookies next week. Get ready for the most listened to sports podcast in Dallas-Fort Worth. I'm Evan Grant, and this is Ballsy. I'm Kevin Sherrington, and in this episode, we'll be talking about the Rangers. And I'm Barry Horn. To hear our other exciting additions, simply subscribe to the Ballsy Podcast on iTunes. You know we're on Facebook and Twitter, too. Just search Ballsy Podcast. That's Ballsy with a Z. So sit back, relax, that's relax with an X, and enjoy another edition of the Rangers Ballsy with a Z Podcast. And now we are back on our Ballsy Podcast. This is a voice you may not recognize because I've been frozen out of this production for way too long. I'm here today due to circumstances beyond other people's control, and everyone else said no, so I was in the office. Who are you? Tell us who you are. My name is David Moore, the Dallas Morning News. I am here with Barry... Horn. Is it Horn? Yeah. Horn. And we are so happy and humbled to welcome one of the founding members of Ballsy, perhaps the ballsiest member of the Ballsy podcast, from Surprise, Arizona. It is no surprise that we are welcoming Evan Grant. Evan, I apologize well, for it that. Is, it, it's nice to have a regular talk show host. <laughs> kind of host this thing. Yeah, a guy, a guy with skins on the wall at the ticket. You want to mention? Why don't you, David, mention your show at the ticket? Yeah, in the uh, Talker magazine, they just rated the top 100 sports talk shows in the country. The show I am on was not on that list. I believe there were others not receiving votes. The show was in that category. Tell us the name of the show. It's Intentional Grounding. And who do you do it with? Who with Robert Wolanski? Robert Wolanski, otherwise known as Big Bob. Big Bob was, was he, you drug you dragged him down, didn't you? He, <laughs> Clearly, because he, he he was, was listed. He was listed. He was listed in Talker Magazine. And and let's talk about somebody who who wasn't listed. Let's go back and talk to Evan. Speaking of Evan, Speaking that, of, how, that was your segue. Yeah, go ahead. Ask, ask no, please. Him. No, you start. Evan. You were rolling your eyes about the WBC. I assume you want to start there. Well, every but. time I hear the WBC, you know, I'm an old boxing writer, and every time I hear the letters WBC, I think the WBC, the WBA, the IBF. But in baseball, there's only Jose the, Suleiman. He, he, but did you know Evan? He is the he was the WBC guy. So uh, Jose so, Suleiman. Yes, yes, he was. He was the, he was the WBC. That's why I mentioned him. I know. I but he he took a wild stab. You know. No, I think he had that knowledge. He has that institutional knowledge. Evan WBC. What do you got? <laughs> oh gosh. Your Barry, your interviewing skills know no <laughs> oh, bounds. Gosh. So, so I, I think I think for the Rangers, there's, there's a lot of angles where the Rangers are concerned on the WC. First of all, they've still got four players left uh, competing. Jerks and Profar for the Netherlands, Alex Claudio for Puerto Rico, uh, Sam Dyson and, and Jonathan Lucroy for the, the U.S. So they will get half of their WBC contingent back this week. Uh, as we speak here on Monday morning, Rugnet Odor is going to be back in camp today and will play uh, his first game in two weeks uh, this after, this evening in, uh, against San Diego. That's significant because I think one thing the Rangers do need to do is get Odor 
and Elvis Andrus and Carlos Gomez, that kind of triangle and the, the spine of their defense, uh, on the field together, working together. This, this team had 57 errors from second base shortstop and, and center field last year, and, and that's really where they've got to cut the errors down. So uh, you'll see Odor and Elvis working together on the field and, and hopefully working on communication with, uh, with Gomez as well. Um, but I do think that certainly Saturday night, and I've never been one to get too into the WBC. Um, I understand all the flaws that exist with it, and those flaws will always exist with it. Uh, but if you couldn't get caught up in the game Saturday night with the U.S. versus the Dominican, um, then I think you missed the whole gist of this. Because from a fan's perspective, it was a great game. It was, uh, you know, U.S. fell behind. Had a big hit and run from Jonathan Lucroy to get their first help get their first run on the board, a home run that absolutely legendary from Giancarlo Stanton that I, I've just never seen a ball get out of the park that fast and, and go that high uh, as he hit that ball. It was uh, measured at 117 miles an hour, and then you get that catch by Adam Jones, which I really do think it's it's not a World Series catch. It's not a regular season catch, but I think that's going to be immortalized as one of the great catches all time in baseball history. He he goes above the wall, takes a home run away, changes the momentum of, uh, of his teammate. Uh, right? He took he took a home home run away from, from. Don't act like you care now. You've been over there shrugging your shoulders, but but no, but shaking your but head he, but he took, and disgust. He, he took the home home run away from his Orioles teammate, didn't he? He did. He took it away from Manny Machado. Machado did not could do nothing but kind of tip his cap again. That's one of those moments that you know you don't get in a regular season game. Um, but you have the player who was made the out tipping his cap to the guy who made the play. You had the center fielder who made the play showing some emotion. And as Delano DeShield told me yesterday, he said he kind of came down with an "I got you, dog" look on his face. And, and there was some sheer joy and some sheer emotion that, that came out. And, and, man, i got to tell you, you know, as, as much as we all talk about, oh, act like you've done this before and everything, you never want to see taunting. I never wanted to see the taunting stuff in the NFL. But i got no problem with guys showing emotion and showing joy over, over big moments. So you like, you like Ruggie Odor. You're a big Ruggie Odor fan then, aren't you? Well, well I, you know, Ruggie Odor took a lot of flack for his bat flip on a ball that, get off the top of the wall in, in an elimination game for Venezuela, but it also gave his team a lead um, in the top of the ninth inning. And, and I think he took a lot of flack for it because, obviously, Odor seemed to be the guy who had the issue with Jose Bautista and his bat flip against the Rangers. I, I still, you know, I think we get into the level of, of triviality on some of this stuff when we start breaking it down. But for me, I, I still thought that Bautista... Bautista looked on the edge of, of taunting. He stared out at the mound. He kind of stared at the Rangers' dugout. He stood at the plate and preened for a moment, and then the bat went in the direction of the Rangers' dugout. To me, that's kind of taunting the other club. What Odor did, he flipped the bat and started to try. Um, stupid part Stupid part on his part was to try. You know, you, you, if you're going to do that, you better make sure it's a home run. Or you better be at second base, and, and neither one of those things occurred. But in terms of taunting an opponent, I didn't see that from Odor there. Well, first of all, I would like to apologize. You can't see this, but but Barry is being very dismissive 
of you at the moment and very disrespectful, so I don't think you've what swayed them on anything what, what a, that you did. What a provocateur. Just, just, let, just, just let him talk. Please, just let I Evan did talk. Let him, I did let him talk. It's Evan, not provo- it's, being a provocateur. Again, I personally would like to apologize to you for Barry's behavior back here and being so dismissive of everything you just said. But can you talk about the receivers? Receiver. Can you talk about the relievers who are still playing in the WBC? <laughs> David, that, that wasn't a football for you. <laughs> it sounds like Not at all. Not at all. Um, no, I do think, you know, for, for the Rangers, even though they've had these guys out of camp for a long period of time, I, I do think there have been some real positive developments. And, and in, in, at the top of that list, I think, is the work that Sam Dyson and, and Alex Claudio have gotten. Claudio pitched an inning and a third against Team USA in a very tight game uh, with a lot of people in the stands, a kind of high leverage, high adrenaline situation you cannot create in spring training. You just simply cannot create that for a reliever because by the end of games, um, it's always minor leaguers that are in the stands. People are disinterested. There's no third deck. It's not under the light. Uh, and it was a great outing for Alex. And he's, he's only pitched twice for Puerto Rico, but he's, he's pitched one and two-thirds innings. He has allowed uh, one walk, and that's it. Um, was very effective, and, and so I think those the, the value of those two uh, appearances, and I'm sure he'll get another one or two, depending on whether or not Puerto Rico advances to the finals. Uh, I, I think those have been significant for him, and, and the same thing goes for Dyson. You know, Dyson came in after Machado was robbed of the home run, and then Robinson Cano did hit a home run. It was Dyson who was brought in with a one-run lead in the seventh inning with the crowd going bananas and the Dominican thinking, hey, maybe we did get a little bit of momentum back with that home run and proceeded to get Nelson Cruz, get a ground ball, and then come back and get a one, two, three, eighth inning after the U.S. put up two runs. He did it all on 11 pitches. And these two guys have combined for, for five and two-thirds innings in the WBC, no hits, no runs, one walk, and five strikeouts. It's, it's been impressive, and there is nothing that will compare unless they pitch again, and that will only be a good, uh, another good kind of experience for them. There's nothing that can, can mimic what they uh, need to do to get ready for the season uh, in these two outings. Are we talking so much WBC because more positive things have happened for the Rangers at the WBC that have happened in surprise? Well, I, you know, I think that a lot of people will, and, and rightly so, will focus on Andrew Kashner having uh, a biceps injury and that he's not going to be ready for the very first start of the season. And I think that we all knew that Tyson Ross was going to be slow in coming along. But the guys who are fighting for the back end of the rotation, they've, even though they're, you know, they're not prospects, they're kind of journeymen, they, they've put together some pretty decent outings. And I think there's ways for the Rangers to kind of massage that through. The bigger concern that I've got, which still goes back to the WBC, is Martin Perez, because I don't know that his two starts for Venezuela did a whole lot to get him ready uh, for the regular season. And, and, you know, yes, I just mentioned the the adrenaline of pitching in those games with a lot of people in in the stands. But for starters, spring training is all about getting your pitches built up and getting your innings lengthened out. And he's yet to get through four innings this spring. He threw 58 pitches in his first outing. Then he threw 49 pitches the last time out on Saturday after six days rest. Comes back to camp, and he's either going to get two more starts, which I think will leave him with less than 100 pitches going into the regular season, or if he gets three more starts, the Rangers are going to have to move him back into at least the fourth spot for his first start. So I do think 
that there's going to be some negative impact on what the Rangers do uh, either in how they align Perez to start the year or in how deep he can go into games to start the year. And, and I think that's been that's been a disappointment. Uh, they're not saying as much, but I, I do think that there's going to be some impact there. He's clu- he's so you don't think he's been able to build toward where he needs to be to start the season? Right, yeah. You know, he was... He should be right now. I have come off like a, about a seventy to seventy-five pitch outing, and as long as the outing is fifty-eight pitches, and then he backed down to forty-nine after that. I, I think there's ways for the Rangers to still build him up, but if they do so to do it, I think they've got to push his, his first start back a couple of days. So, who had a more disappointing WBC? Third baseman, Beltre, or Perez? I, I don't. I wouldn't call them. Uh, I think. I think Adrian's probably the most disappointed. I, I, I because I think you know he he really wanted to go and he really wanted to play for the Dominican. He missed the last time around uh, with an injury um, and did everything he could this year to get ready after having a calf injury in mid February uh, to to go and play one last time for the Dominican. And he wanted to be part of that defending champion and 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 give them a, a, a repeat and. Not only is the Dominican now eliminated, but Beltre did not have a good tournament. He didn't play much third base, which I don't think really matters. Um, he knows how to play the position fairly well. I'm yeah, pretty, I'm pretty confident in that. Uh, but he did go 115, one for 15 at the plate. And uh, you count in the six at-bats that he jammed in in, in in Arizona before he went to the WBC, and he's, he's one for 21 this spring. And it's just been kind of a, a slow start to the spring for Adrian. I think getting back here, getting into uh, getting into um, kind of some regular scheduling and, and going out in the field and playing third base on a regular basis, I think that'll bring it up. But it, I would say these past two weeks have been more personally disappointing for Adrian than for Perez. Uh, I'm, I'm sure Martin, uh, who's really proud of representing Venezuela, I'm sure he's disappointed that he couldn't get them a win. Um, but I, I do think he was still prepping for the season. It just wasn't it wasn't as much of a step forward as I think the Rangers would have liked to have seen. And that had, that that's beyond his control. I think that all lied with Omar Vizquel and, and the, the rest of the Venezuelan uh, management group. One player we haven't talked about yet is Profar. Can you talk about what uh, – assess where he is at the moment? Well, I, I, this is another guy who I think has gotten a lot out of the WBC. He made a couple of base running errors in a game against Israel, but he's he's raked uh, at the plate. Um, I think um, he's also played an adequate center field, adequate enough that I think it will at least enter the Rangers' realm of thinking that as they start to look forward to 2018 when they don't have a center fielder under contract, that they now have options. They do have potentially Delino DeShields. I do think that they will at least consider, could they put Jerickson Profar in center field? And I think the important thing that he got is, for two weeks that he's been with the Netherlands, his outfield instructor has been Andrew Jones. And there's never been a center fielder who understood the importance of being able to play shallow, being able to get reads. Uh, Andrew Jones was as good as at getting those kinds of things as anybody in this generation. And I think the Rangers have been very pleased that he's also been able to have that voice and this is not to take anything away from the Rangers' outfield instruction, but certainly when you've got somebody with your own background, uh, somebody that you looked up to all your grow, as you were growing up, I think that the, the, the message and the, um, 
the communication that those two guys have had has been a real positive from the Rangers' perspective. Was, was the Israeli team talking about how, how the team would look in 57-77 or 57-78? Uh, David, that was Jewish humor. Um, two things you should know about Jewish humor. <laughs> usually it's very corny, um, and usually Barry or I will break it out during the podcast. It also tends to make Kevin feel awkward, but um, there you have it. But, they, but I'm just laying out. I'm, I don't feel awkward at all. I'm 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 happy to let Barry relish in his moment. Well, I the, just, what, no, no, Barry. What the Israeli team did to, to go on this is they have petitioned uh, the baseball uh, people that the next time around they be able to run from left to right as opposed to right to left. Well, actually, actually, the way that, the way they ran or right to left, yeah. The way they ran was 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 right for them, it was right? Israeli, yeah. yeah. That's Hebrew, yeah. That, that's Hebrew for you. So, David, I didn't mean to interrupt. Continue with your Mike Wallace-like my, uh, question. My wife speaks Hebrew, thank you. I, I, um, I know she does. Well, let's. Uh, here's another. We talked about Profar. Let's jump off of the WBC page so maybe we can get Barry back in and engaged here. But uh, a player that uh, a lot of fans have pointed to for several years with big hopes on what he can bring this organization, Joey Gallo. What sort of spring has he had? What is his intermediate future here uh any chance of being on this roster to start the season uh and, and just where he stands I, I to start the season i don't think so i think the rangers are going to end up with a short bench to start the season uh because perez probably won't have as much build up as they'd love uh and because the fourth starter uh, is probably going to be a guy that they're not going to have a lot of faith in going more than five innings. I think the Rangers are going to load up on pitchers, and I think they'll take 13 pitchers into the regular season. So they're going to go with a short bench, and I think that that basically is decided. It will be one of Rua or Profar, because they will platoon in left field. Uh, it will be Delino DeShields, who will be the, uh, the the other backup outfielder and base running uh, threat, and, and Robin Trinos. And and, and Profar becomes also the backup infielder in that situation. So I just don't think there's uh, at-bats here for Joey. I think the Rangers want to see him continue to get at-bats, and I think they want to see him continue to do what he has done in spring training, and that is this. He's gone to the plate early to track some pitches, get an idea for the strike zone, be patient, be a little bit disciplined, look for the pitch he wanted to hit. Now he started to put into plan uh, kind of an attack kind of phase. At the plate, he, he's he's timed some pitches. He's, he's gotten a better idea of the strike zone, and he is now picking his pitches and driving them. And and he's he's hit a couple of balls really hard in the last week. He's had a couple of home runs, uh, and most importantly, I think the Rangers have seen they haven't seen Joey make those kind of really strange uh, expressions on his face after after strikeouts that that indicate that he felt defeated or that he felt beaten. And, and Joey's approach, at least what he's said uh, out loud, is I know I'm going to strike out, but I also know that when I hit the ball, it's going to go a lot farther and it'll make a lot louder sound than most other guys. And I have to focus on hitting the ball more than being worried about I don't want to strike out. And, and for a young kid, you know, the, that's how it should be, but for a young kid, that can be – that can be a daunting task in the major leagues, especially what? when all you hear about is you strike out. It's less than every other at bat. What's his attitude in the clubhouse? Uh, it's been really good this spring. 
Um, I think Joey is, uh, you know, if a, for lack of a better term, I think he's a follower. Uh, so I, I think that he tends to, to follow other guys. Um, but I think that he's not gotten so involved in tinkering with his swing or being upset with his approach that it's turned him into uh, kind of a solemn figure. He has been much more engaged and interactive than I think in, in than maybe he had during some stretches with the big league club. You said how, how much longer can he be a young guy who you need to develop? When does that That's reach good, diminishing returns? This is something I don't often say, uh, <laughs> Kevin. David, whatever your name is. Uh, that's a great question. You never say it about um, Kevin, you know. This is the last year I think you can consider him a young guy because he's burning, he'll burn his last option, his last minor league option this year. Um, and next year he'll go into the season without minor league options, which means he's either going to have to win a spot on the roster or the Rangers are going to have to uh, find a place to trade him to. And, and he's also pushing 2,000... Um, uh, at bats in the minor leagues, he's, he's well over 2,000 at bats in the minor leagues, about two, 2,300 plate appearances, I think. Um, and, and so this is really kind of the stage at which this year the Rangers still have the ability, because of Beltre at third base, because to start the season they feel pretty good about their left field platoon, because they've got Mike Napoli on a one-year deal at first base, they've still got the ability to let Joey go to AAA and simply continue to stick with, uh, to quote your favorite coach, Jason Garrett, the process. Is, is he, is he going to, is in the danger of falling into the, and I hate to say this, the Gavin Escobar class? You love Gavin Escobar. I do, but, but I, I just throw that out for, for, guys, for haters like you, you and Evan. Who, at, every, what point, at what point in time did Gavin Escobar have what was considered a bright future? When he was a second-round draft choice of the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, and then he got the camp, and he was a backup. So, well, you could say that we could say the same thing about about Joey. He, you know, there's he, no comparison he, whatsoever. There's a uh, I, he's a perfect comparison. No, he's not. Why not? No, a lot I, more I, is expected out of Joey Gallo than Gavin Escobar. Well, when you're a second-round draft choice of an NFL team, a lot of people would expect more from you. No, I I think Barry. I, to your point, and it's a, it's a good point. Is ah, thank don't you. don't. Guy, oh. does, does this guy become a bust? I mean, that's that's right. the question you're asking. And and you know, if he doesn't become a big league contributor for all the hype that the Rangers put into it, and for as high as he was drafted, which was a basically a supplemental first round pick, uh, yeah, if he doesn't become a big league contributor, then then he's a bust. But the other thing that you have to that you do have to consider with these guys who are big and muscular and, and have and, and are full of power are that oftentimes they are late bloomers. And it's possible that the Rangers may have um, erred out of necessity when they put him on the 40-man roster. They may have done that just a little bit early, um, but they felt like they needed to because Adrian Beltre was out of the lineup and they didn't have a, uh, a power threat as a third-base option, so they went to Gallo. And the problem is, if he doesn't develop until, they say, the same age that Nelson Cruz did, and Nelson Cruz had to go, he was traded, and then he was, he was exposed on waivers, and the Rangers got a great break when uh, all of baseball passed 
on claiming Nelson Cruz off waivers. They were able to send him back down to the minor leagues. And, and when he did come back up and when he was with a team that was still kind of in the growing phase and the Rangers could allow the, some of the, the strikeouts to pile up, um, he did become a, a big-time contributor. And, and I do think that you also you run that risk in baseball because nobody's going to give up on Joey Gallo. And that power is a, a skill and a tool that very few people have. And so he'll continue to get jobs and opportunities if he doesn't get that, uh, if he doesn't meet the, um, um, meet the, the expectations with the Rangers. He very well could go through waivers next year at some point in time and be claimed by another club, maybe a club that's in development mode, get opportunity where there's not a lot of pressure on it, and, and blossom. You got Barry on the late bloomer argument. He started shaking his head. He felt he could relate to that since I'm so his career is flourishing here in its in but, its twilight by years. The, by the way, I will celebrate a birthday this week. I will be. Will you? Yes, I won't celebrate <laughs> it, but I will have a birthday this week, and I'm still waiting to bloom. And, and, Barry. Yes, Evan. I would like to wish you a happy early 66th birthday. Yeah, if I was sixty-six, I'd be uh, I'd be out of here by now. But uh, I'm getting I'm getting dangerously close. There, there's some surprise you're not out of here already. <laughs> oh, you like saying that? Look at David. Look at look how he likes saying that. And he's and he's cackling. The, the last person who cackled like David was Dave Dave Smith, who who was our editor here for so many years. And he loved that cackle, and I see how David kept his job all those years by by <laughs> yeah. imitating Dave Smith's cackle. Evan, Barry, are we are, are, birthday? With, Barry, with this birthday, will you, if you so choose, be able to collect some type of social security? Uh, yes, I would. How about that? I thought you that, started that, that last year. No, no, no. You can't work and collect social security at the same time. I know. I'm aware of that. Oh, oh. So you won't collect <laughs> social security? Uh, uh, but you would be I, eligible for it. You know, David. I called up David. I said, David, here's your big chance. <laughs> We're going to have you on the Ballsy Podcast, and he repa- he repays me by my back. The wounds in my back are, are like the knife wounds in my back are, are, are unbelievable. We could have well, we, so then maybe you'd be able to collect disability. <laughs> we we could have had Kev. We could have wheeled Kevin in here today, <laughs> and 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 we could have had him in. I could have picked him up. We could prop have brought him, him down up, here. Prop him up in prop, the chair. Prop him up and had him in here. But no, I said, Kevin, you take the day off. Prepare, prepare for the procedure you're going to have, and we'll we'll get we'll get a bright young, uh, Joey Gallo like. But he's guy. waived all of his HIPAA laws. You now can just discuss anything you want about Kevin. Uh, I'm not a I'm not a professional physician. I don't. <laughs> yes. There are no HIPAA laws. <laughs> I have I have HIPAA laws because that's how big I am. But Evan, anything else before we go? Anything interesting, Evan? <laughs> You've been saving anything. Uh, you're ready, game. Uh, I, you know, I don't think there's anything. Um, uh, there, there, I don't think there's anything terribly pressing at this point. I, I, I do think the last thing that I will I would leave you guys with is Drew Robinson, who has played very well and has established himself as a legitimate prospect um, for the near future. I do think that we've seen in the last ten days or so, uh, as he started to face more and more major league pitching. Um, and uh, he, 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 we've seen him be exposed a little bit uh, at the plate. He's gone into a little bit of a slump, and I just think that because of the need for the extra pitchers, 
I think that Drew ends up opening the season in the minor league. There just wouldn't be enough at bats in the big leagues for him. But I do think that the future is also bright for this guy, and I do think that the Rangers look at him and say, you know, here's another guy that we could potentially fit in as our center fielder uh, in 2018. And so, you know, you, they're going to have an opening at first base because Napoli's on a one-year deal. They're going to have an opening in center field because uh, Gomez is on a one-year deal. And they, despite all the guys that the Rangers have traded away, they're going to have the ability to have guys to plug in, whether it's Profar in center field or Rua at first base or Gallo at first base. They're going to have some homegrown uh, prospects uh, to be able to plug in. And in that situation, maybe Drew Robinson becomes kind of a super utility guy who can play center field, second base, left field, right field, um, a little bit of first. Uh, the club is still missing some upper-level starting pitching prospects. This spring hasn't been good for those guys. Nick Martinez has not pitched well. Chichi Gonzalez has um, suffered a partial tear of his UCL, which will not require Tommy John surgery, but um, or at least the, the first step will not be Tommy John surgery. But it's been a cer- certain step back for, for Chichi, and I think you have to wonder whether or not if this, if this uh, stem cell treatment that he's going to get doesn't really do the job, he is then going to have to have Tommy John, which would put him out for all of 2018. And I'm not sure this club has a pitching prospect that will be ready to step into the major league rotation in 2018 and fill a hole. And so that's something that this club is going to have to really consider. I think it's why over the next 10 days uh, they have to get serious about uh, discussing with you, Darvish, the possibility of a contract extension. Um, and, and when Darvish gets back later this week from uh, from the birth of his second child with his wife, I, I think that maybe we'll see some more significant talk there. Evan, thanks for leaving us on an upbeat note, on a, on a, on a high note. And But it, you were talking about your specialty, ailments, which, uh, which, which, which I enjoyed hearing about. But here's my question. Will you be back with us next week? You enjoy hearing about it because you can share so many of them that's, with me. That's correct. Evan, will you be back with us next week? In, in studio? Uh, no, I, I will still be on the phone from Surprise. Next week will be my last Tuesday in Surprise, and then I'll be back. I know you can't wait. And if, if, if Kevin is out again next week, which I would consider highly likely, did David earn a return trip? Did, did he earn a return invitation to sit in um, with us well, at Ballsy? Do me, do me a quick favor. Look at David right now. I'm looking. At, I'm staring him in the eyes. Is he breathing? Uh... Yes, he's breathing, and he's but he's not smiling. Welcome back, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully David will be back next week. Hopefully he's not in Houston. I have with, plans. I'll be in Scottsdale actually for the NFL meetings. Okay, maybe Matt Mosley can fill in for you next week. What? Oh, oh wow! <laughs> oh my oh, gosh! My All right. Well, I, I'll be on. I'll be on. Got a punch to the gut. I'll, I'll, I'll be on. I'll be on the hunt. For, for a replacement for David, who was a replacement for Kevin. But we're deep. We're deep here at Ballsy. We, we, know, we, <laughs> yeah. we know we can always find it's somebody. Starting three so strong. <laughs> Our rotation goes Evan Grant, the ace, Kevin Sherrington, number two, and just, just think of me as Martin Perez, the ever-disappointing uh, number three starter. 
Evan, thanks so much for being with us. No one disagreed. Were you waiting for someone to disagree with you on that point before we went off the air? Yes, Evan. Barry, you're not ever you're 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 not ever disappointing. It's like you know, (laughs) you're predictable. Start once a month or two. You're very predictable. Thanks so much, but Evan, text me on who you want me to uh, bring in here next week. Evan, I enjoyed the sparkling conversation with you. Maybe we can do it again sometime. It's always nice to have some cross beat talk. (laughs) Cross beat, yeah. I I love the receivers release. The receivers was a good one. I thought that 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 was perfect. That showed the depth of my knowledge. I felt it. It it was good. He's he's been an amazing partner uh, all all morning. He he did the Fran for Schiller interview. Hey Fran, uh, you like basketball? And that was a good question. And then, he, then, then you know, he argued with Bob Sturm over who was the more popular ticket host, he or Bob Sturm. <laughs> so it, it, it was. That good. wasn't but, an argument either. But but that was that was good talking Cowboys. We we had a ca- great Cowboy podcast, a great Big Twelve Baylor Final Four NCAA tournament podcast with Fran Fraschilla. Why don't you let the listeners decide whether or not they were good? I'm trying to influence them. Okay. And then, uh, of course, and then this, then this train wreck. And then, and then, Evan. It's always great hearing from you. Be well, be safe, and enjoy surprise. Adios, that, muchachos. Thanks. Uh, any, any, <laughs> what was that? Any, any. I last, you're going somewhere else with that one. I'm glad I, don't, I don't even want to get into yeah. muchachos. A- any, any last words? Uh, I kind of crossed you up there, didn't I? <laughs> yes, you did. Oh, you're still on the phone. <laughs> goodbye, Evan. <laughs> any, any, any oh, la- goodbye. <laughs> Any, any last words, uh, David? Is this might be your last podcast ever? <laughs> Hopefully, it is. All right. Thank you so much, David Moore. You were a ray of no, light Barry, thank on, you. On, a, on a gloomy, <laughs> on an otherwise gloomy Monday. It's a gorgeous Monday out there. What are you talking about? I can't see. We're we're in a studio with no windows. We're in a bunker. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Rangers Ballsy Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe via iTunes. You'll get new episodes every week. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, sports fans, see ya.